What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Cue the Banner. It is Monday, August 3rd, and you are listening to a very exciting episode. We brought on our first guest. And beyond our guests, which we will get to later on in the episode, we have a lot of sports highlights and news to bring you. First, we're going to share our social media, talk about OBJ's closet, which is ridiculous, and then jump right into the NBA, which not a lot happened in the NBA. Nothing shocking in terms of scores and highlights, but the NBA media, of course, created some headlines. As always, the MLB, COVID cases continue to rage. Manfred was questionable all weekend. A lot of players seeming to opt out or considering opting out. This season could end earlier. We're going to talk about all that. The NFL players are opting out, 30 players at least. So we got to talk about their season. The NCAA, the Pac-12's list of demands released yesterday. Pac-12 moves the conference only, SEC moves the conference only. We finally have some movement in the NCAA, but it might not be so positive. Now, the NHL. We have an apology to make for missing the boat. We completely missed their restart. We're obviously bad journalists, but then we're going to jump into our hockey expert, our special guest, Mac. We're going to finish off with some segments, our recurring segment before the blackout, and a new segment, which is our favorite travel time killer, our least favorite person to travel with, and the worst outside travel factor. Plank, this is a big one. Don't let me down. Hit it. This is Grant's first double episode. Oh. Like the king of shitty takes is getting rolling oh, finally. Are no. you worn out from doing episodes twice this oh, week? Good one. Like this is good tough one. for you. I mean, you obviously ditched out because you couldn't hack it. I mean, you just didn't have the cardiovascular endurance uh, to handle two podcasts. Maybe it's just uh, I'm grittier than you are. But how are you feeling? Like, are you sore? Um are you worried about anything? Are you worried that the ideas aren't flowing because uh, you, you're a little slower than most? Um, are we concerned or should I be you know, concerned? You know, I, I am a little worried, you know. I'm just ho- hoping that I can make it through this. Um, we will see, though. It's going to be a struggle. So let's lead off and, and test your knowledge here. Test and see if you're on your game. Share our social media. It's exciting to receive some listeners. Yeah. Uh, you've been following the stats and everything, so so talk a little bit about yeah, social media. Yeah, so we have a, a Twitter account to um, you know tweet out our episodes, um, be able to listen, some, some different ways to follow along, and hopefully we'll be able to have a little bit of interaction with some followers and listeners through different tweets um, and stuff like that, and get, just get a little following that way. Um, but you can follow us at BanterQ. Um, again, that is at Banter Q. You can search Q the Banter. Um, but other than that, I mean, we're just looking for some followers on there to be able to uh, have a little bit of interaction and maybe do a couple segments that way th- throughout our episodes. You couldn't get Q the Banter nope. for Twitter? I don't. Who has Q the Banter? How I much know, do we have to I pay know. to get that? Did you look up Q the Banter? Who right has now. it? You don't have to get on right now. I know that you've got a lot going on, um, especially doing two things at once, which is tough. Uh, it's really exciting to kind of receive some listeners. I know 
this is something, this is kind of our passion project. We're willing to do it, whether there's a um, hundred listeners or zero listeners, yeah. we're just having fun. Um, but it's kind of cool to receive some listeners and then kind of have some people reach out to us and say that they enjoyed certain aspects of the episode um, or, or past episodes, whatever it may be. So we kind of moved forward and had a guest on. Today. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, it's a new thing. Um, you know, there's probably some things that we that we will want to um, switch up, but I think it's, it's, it was really fun. It was really good to uh, get to talk to an old friend. Uh, you know, we don't get to see him as much anymore, obviously, with not to spoil some things, but um, it was it was fun to talk with him. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so we record the interviews pre-podcast episode. So so uh, we're working double time tonight, and the episode might finally be. Um, pretty long, which is what we want for the future. Uh, we want to be able to jump into these interviews and, and provide some content with different interviews, uh, not just – we don't want to just do your stereotypical interviews with some kind of expert on a sport, although we did do that uh, technically in this episode. We're, we're willing to pretty much interview anybody about anything uh, because we think it provides uh, creative and, and fun content. So please, please reach out to us uh, via Twitter. Um, with anything you want us to do, any updates, any changes, we're we're constantly yeah, sure. trying to get better. Uh, Grant, why is All everything? Right, so I was cake? very excited when you put this on here, just because for the our, for our listeners that don't know you, um, I've obviously known you for a while now, and um, you're not really big on on the Twitter world anymore, at least. And, and, and I'm not big on anything. Truly, were. But this was like something that happened, I mean, two to three weeks ago. It got really big. And it, oh, yeah. You, so I'm you behind. Almost five months behind. I'm way behind. Um, but I thought it was funny that way. It is something crazy because, I mean, you see uh, like a, a cake. Well, you don't think it's a cake, but, you know, like a baby. And then they're cutting into it. And you're like, what the, like, why, like, why is that even something that we, that we're doing? It's just weird. That's pretty graphic. I mean, all of the ones that I see is just, I see it and I see, I can tell there's something wrong. I, I like, I, I've seen a white claw one and you see it at like first glance. You're like, well, it's a white claw. What is he doing with the knife? And then you kind of look at the white claw and you're like, it doesn't really look like a white claw, but it's close. And then it's cake. Why is everything cake? Why, why did this become a know. thing? Why is this a thing? I thought this was reserved yeah. for the cake and, you box. know, it got big a little while ago, too. And then, or, like, I mean, like, you always see these videos just throughout Twitter. But for, for some reason, uh, like, two or three weeks ago, it was just super big. And that's all you would see. It was literally everything in the world was a piece of cake. Everything's cake. I don't understand. I don't understand the point yeah. of it. Is this, like a, is this, like, one of those things where it's, like, satisfying that's- for people? I don't like it. I don't like seeing everything being cut into as cake. There's like entire Snapchat episodes uh, related to everything being cake. And it always takes me by surprise. I click on something and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here. Like, what what does that look like? Boom. They cut into it and it's cake. Why? (laughs) Who eats these cakes? Who eats these weird cakes? Like some of them are like plates of steak and asparagus. When you cut into it, and it's cake. All for Twitter followers. That would confuse the shit out of my taste buds for everything to be cake. Also, you don't want to be eating cake that, or a cake that is that looks like it is a steak or something like that. Like that's just that's just 
Exactly. It would yeah, confuse like my taste buds. It's supposed to look like cake. And I know that's going to sound weird, but everyone knows what cake is supposed to look like. Like, don't. We know. What... Don't fool yeah. me with your no. cake. I know exactly. what cake looks like. Don't be fooling me no, with your cake. caking around. It's just something that I wanted to bring. Like, it's it's not a rant, really. Kind of is a rant. I just was so con- Obviously, yeah. I'm late. Of course, I'm late to the party. Um, yeah. Everything's cake. And I just, I had so many questions. And obviously, you have a little more information on the fact that everything's cake. Yeah, it's... Just a minor... It's all right. Just a minor we'll rant get out of you. about cake. Um. Yeah, I think I'm good. Like, I feel like... <sighs> Like I'm good. Like everything's off. Everything's off. Like a like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. Even though we didn't really get to the root cause of it, but we have to talk about OBJ's Man. closet. Speaking of unnecessary things, wow! If you guys, if if the listeners haven't seen it, you you yeah. owe it to yourself to look up OBJ's closet. Yeah. You owe it to yourself to to look up that closet. It's a it's it's a Nike store with ten times yeah. more oh, shoes. Yeah, and it's. So I'm watching the video right now as we speak. It's just been on loop for this entire episode so far. And uh, that first part of it, when he has, like, the pile of shoes just sitting there in a bigger room, I was like, oh, wow, like, that's a really big closet. That's nice. It's a lot and of shoes, yeah. He walks into what is probably as big as my apartment right now of uh, another closet. And it just, just filled. It is un- unreal. Shoes lining the walls, and then you have your your shirt rack. More shirts than I've ever owned yeah. in my life. And it's, I mean, I get like, I'm a big shoe guy, but like, what? You wear those shoes once, and you're you never wear them again. Like, you can't tell me he's worn a pair of shoes more than once. So is he like a shoe collector? Is he one of these one of these people that collects the shoes? Yeah, is that what yeah. it is? Okay, so that makes sense. I mean, it makes a little bit of sense. I, I don't really understand collecting shoes, but I guess it's, I don't know, I guess it's relatively popular. So that makes a little more sense to me. I would forget yeah. what shoes I have. Like, I would just be wearing normal shoes, and then I, I'd take a peek in the closet, like, once a month, and be like, oh, I could have worn these with that. Like, it matches yeah. perfectly. Like, you have a pair of shoes for, for legitimately every yeah, outfit. Yeah. I don't like that either. When you're getting ready, it's going to take you 30 minutes just to – Pick out a pair of shoes, because you know. And who who keeps track of all those shirts? <laughs> like he had a certain number of racks, and it's almost like he was like, I only rotate between 150 shirts. <laughs> like, and and if a shirt gets cut, it gets. Could you cut, imagine man. if he just has someone that just works in his closet and just like does that for him? Like, hey, like I, I think you should wear these. Like, let's not forget about these shoes. Could I imagine it? Absolutely. I- like there wouldn't be a question in my mind if there was a dude that had a little oh, cot yeah. in there and just slept there. He just sleeps there and then when OBJ wakes up, he's like, These are what pants I have on. Dress me. OBJ's got his socks on and he's got his pants on and he goes, I would do that dress me. Perfect. You find my T shirt. Yes. You would do that job. Good good luck pleasing him because obviously he doesn't have enough shoes to please him as of right now because he's Think donating of stuff. All the stuff that, that he gives you. I mean, he's doing just a little spring cleaning now, and he's getting rid of all that. And it just goes right to me. Where is he donating them? Has is, is that been released or anything like that? I don't think so. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked, you know, maybe a kid's club or something. I don't know. I mean, 
them kids are going to be hooked oh, yeah. up. Oh. Is all I'm going to say. And and you know what? They, they absolutely deserve to. They deserve to be hooked up. Not taking anything away from them, but I'm sure they're used to getting donations that may not be similar to OBJ's once worn right sneakers. Yeah, the, those are brand new shoes. That 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 shipment comes in, and I mean, everyone's talking about it. They they can't wait for OBJ's shipment to come in. Um, there was so, there were so many shoes that he's just donating, and then I'm thinking the same thing that you were thinking. I was like, this that's a lot of shoes. Like, I mean, it's similar to what I have, but I bet his shoes are more expensive. And then boom, yeah, closet like, is just outrageous. Like if I get all my shoes together, it would look like that first pile, possibly like probably a quarter of that first pile. I feel like, and then just goes in, and it's huge. So we could talk about OBJ's closet. Um, I don't know. I could talk about it's it all so, day, which is yeah. embarrassing to think about, which is embarrassing that this is a highlight that we have to lead off our show um, with. But it was so – it was mind-boggling to me. And once again, I, I encourage everyone to uh, look up the closet. I, I think if you just look, search OBJ closet, you'll be able to take a peek at what's going on. It is oh, bananas. Yeah. Um but jumping into headlines, we're going to first go into the NBA. Uh, the NBA restart, which we jumped into on this past Thursday. Uh, it was exciting. It was cool to watch. Uh, nothing shocking in terms yeah. of scores. Nothing really all that crazy. Um, there wasn't, you know, not that we were expecting a ton of movement in the standings, uh, but nothing, yeah. uh, nothing, nothing crazy going on. Like there was nothing that. Um, doesn't seem as changed, and and there shouldn't be, I guess. Technically, yeah. It's, I mean, it's great to see basketball back on the TV, and you know, it's obviously just getting more sports back to getting a little back to normal. But uh, I mean, I think for the most part, it was kind of what we all expected with uh, the way the play was in terms of score, um, stuff like that. I know we had a great game of between the Lakers and Clippers. Lakers ended up holding on to the last couple seconds, won that. Um, that was obviously, the, I think, the big game of the weekend. But um, other than that, things are just staying staying normal, I think. It was relatively fun. I mean, it, you know what, scratch that. Not relatively. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch basketball again. It was fun to kind of follow some headlines uh, that the announcers were going through with all the changes. Um, I had no idea that there were – I guess it's stubborn on my part. I had no idea there were that many NBA coaches um, that that get to um, be on the court like yeah, that. I know there's a lot of coaches, a lot of specialists. Yeah. Um, wow, there's a oh. lot of coaches. Like, like the on the Lakers side of the bench, it almost looked like there was more coaches than players. Probably. Is it two or three rows um, of games? You just don't notice it because it's. Like there was I know, college. and and. I had I had to explain this to somebody that they they said there's a lot more people uh, on the bench than there ever is. There's normally not that many people, and I had to explain to them that yeah, there's three coaches up front yeah. that you see, and then the rest of the team. You have to consider those next, usually at least one row. Yeah. No. Of um, whether it's coaches or athletic training staff or doctors, yeah. um, there's a lot of different people that were, were removed from the court during during this time like there's normally a lot more like you'd be yeah, surprised yeah. and that's there might be one other person 
or two, maybe, you know, for this during this pandemic on the bench because of it as a rule for the NBA, but it's not going to be that much more, if at all, any. Yeah, like they're I, – I think it, I think it's been really interesting to see so far with the NBA. Obviously, they've been the best, um, very, very close with the NHL with this kind of protocol uh, that seems to be keeping COVID out for the most part. Uh, it was kind of cool to see the sidelines and all the, the, the plexiglass and how they're handling all of this. Um, but it's business as usual, right. it seems like, uh, in terms except of standings, for, in terms of basketball, and I think that's beautiful. It's business as usual, except for TJ Warren. How about that? TJ, so uh, for the listeners, I I had reached out to my co-host, the King of Shitty Takes, um, and I said, but I'm not a huge NBA guy. That's no secret. I've revealed it many times on the show. Um, even though we're only four episodes in, I don't think anyone's mistaking me for an NBA guy. Um, but I, you know, I have a, I have a pretty good grasp on what's going on. I, I text my co-host, uh, who the fuck is TJ Warren? It, what, what happened with TJ Warren? I, he's just one of those guys, you know, he's always been a decent role player, but Obviously, he's never, ever played like that. I mean, it, it was, it was, that was fun to see, and that's. I think it adds a little bit to it that um, we're just starting back up with this, and they're playing inside the bubble. You know, I, I think if this is a game that happens, you know, during before the shutdown, I think, you know, you obviously hear about it because he scored fifty. Was it fifty three? Um, and uh, that's just, I mean, I think you just go on as normal with it. But um, now there's just so much more attention on sports right now, so I think it, it really helped him out. And he's a relatively um, young guy, too. Yeah. So hopefully we see something pan out. Hopefully this has started something good I think it's him. been about six years since he, he's been in the league, so he's he's still young. He's, he's definitely still young. Which is awesome. Um, and beyond TJ Warren, I think Zion Williamson, we have to discuss the fact that um, we were expecting a little more. I think everyone was expecting a little more coming out. And whether or not that's Zion's fault or possibly uh, somebody, a doctor looking out for him, taking it easy, or uh, coaches not playing him, it seemed like everybody was expecting more out of Zion. Um, am I correct to assume that? Yeah. Or am I looking too far ahead? Yeah, I mean – I was definitely expecting to see him out there a lot more. Um, but – and especially because they're fighting for a playoff spot, uh, you know. they. But at the same time, you also got to think, you know, he's a freak. You don't want something to happen to him long term and, you know, hurt your team in the future. But, man, it's – if you go and you look back at the first game of this, of this season when he came back uh, – and it was electric. I mean, that was that was great. And they still didn't play him that much. But, man, that was electric. I think people were kind of expecting that to happen again. And uh, they're, they're just kind of taking it easy with it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can kind of understand that. If you, if you kind of look at the standings or if you look at the East and the West, um, there's a different situation definitely going on in the West than there is in the East in terms of 
once you remove yourself from that that one seed right um in the west that that seems to be pulling away it's a tight race and i know the um the mavericks clinched their playoff spot today uh with the grizzlies loss so it's a completely different ball game in the west and the fact that it is tighter um but at the same time there's there's some space being made um definitely uh with zion and the pelicans um beyond kind of tj warren zion williamson i know there were a couple big scoring games out of some some players that weren't necessarily unexpected um east is locked down still uh potentially see a lot of movement in the west and i think we've established that the west is where it's going to sit um are there any changes in your takes post restart i mean this is a completely unprecedented time um does anything change for you after seeing everything restart no i don't think so um like i mentioned in the last episode i think the lakers are going to be the ones pulling away at the end of the season but um obviously the west is really loaded uh especially compared to the East. But, um, you know, I still think we'll see a Lakers-Clippers Western Conference final, and the Lakers will go on and win that and then obviously win the finals. But um, I think think for the most part, it's it's all shaping up to what most people are expected. And it's been fun to watch. Like, it really has been fun to watch. It's been fun to tune into some NBA games. Um, I don't – once again, with with um, the MLB kind of going hand-in-hand hand with the MLB, I don't have a problem with the, the no crowds. Um, it doesn't really affect me all that much. It just doesn't I, – I yeah. enjoy watching the actual yeah. games. Um, I'm, the virtual crowd was kind of interesting. I think it's cool for the people that want to tune in that yeah. way. It's not something I'm really looking at. No. It's um, weird seeing someone's face just behind the court. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's not necessarily something like it would be cool if you were on it. So like if I tuned in, I would want to tell people that I that I was on. Um, but other than that, you're not really looking at it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the, the virtual crowd. I think it's really cool. I didn't even know it was possible. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't know how they did it or, or what, but it's cool. But it's just kind of weird. It is. It is a little bit different. Um but once again, like it's the same basketball um, as before. Like nothing has really changed. I know Chris Bosch enjoyed uh, the game virtually. Uh, I think Paul Pierce also joined in the virtual crowd, um, which is so funny to think about Chris Bosch jumping in. It isn't really um, all that crazy to me, uh, but Chris Bosch has such this, this personality too. You, if there was a virtual fan. Um, that's popping into the game. It's Chris Bosh in my eyes. <laughs> yes, for sure. It's so funny to think about him. Like he, I, I would be willing to bet that nobody knew that he was popping in. Paul Pierce is one of these players that it was like, Hey, I want to pop in. And they're like, yeah, we'll set oh, it yeah. up. Like we'll get you to, we'll get you to pop in for the, the Celtics game. Um, Chris Bosh, he was, legit just popped in. He was definitely just like trying to join a family zoom or something and just ended up. On, a, on the NBA. Uh, Just a complete mistake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His face. Oh, yeah. His face while looking at everything, it looked like it might have been a mistake. <laughs> he was so confused. Which is just – he was. He wasn't even like – he was, He was like, so excited to be involved with everything. Yeah. 
which was so funny. And it's classic Chris Bosh. Um, but other than, you know, uh, I feel like I, I'm playing a broken record here. I'm a broken record. It was pretty much the same. Yep. Definitely. Uh, the NBA just kept rolling and, and we'll continue to follow all of that. Hopefully there's a lot of movement in the West. I mean, hopefully we see some, some crazy things play out once again, only eight regular season games. Uh, so you don't expect a ton to change, but the West has been relatively tight. Um, regardless of your opinion or, or, or where you stand politically, uh, socially, whatever it may be, it's been remarkable to see Adam Silver, uh, the Players Association, the team owners, the administration band together, um, allowing these players to express themselves justice in so many different forms. Uh, it's really been cool to see. Um, we are not going to jump into any politics or wherever you stand. Um, I think as a whole, as a sports fan, it's been really cool to see these guys uh, speak out um, in so many different forms, and the NBA has really embraced that. Yeah. The- Moving forward. Go no, ahead, I was going to say, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's Adam Silver. It's kind of what we all expect from him now. That he, he nails it out of the park. does yeah. a great job with it. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. He's been phenomenal, phenomenal with COVID. Uh, and now this, he's been phenomenal speaking out against social injustice for years mm-hmm. now. Uh, and now the players have an amazing platform. Yes, uh, They've always had this platform, but, you know, um, the, the the world is their stage mm-hmm. right now. Uh, and they're really taking advantage of it in a positive yeah. way. Uh, and I think people notice it. Uh, moving forward to the MLB, COVID cases continue to rage, man. Yeah, it's it's not looking good right now. So I think things are starting to come out, uh, which isn't – it's not good. I'm not saying in any way, any way, shape, or form that um, this is why it happened or that uh, anybody deserves it at all. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I think some news is finally starting to come out that uh, the, the cases in Miami and the cases in St. Louis – uh, these small outbreaks may not have been due to uh, MLB games. Yeah. Uh, it, appa- it apparently seems that uh, there were some outside factors, which I think is encouraging for the MLB to continue. Um, Manfred kind of throws out a warning, a warning early in the weekend, basically saying, uh, get your shit together or we're going to, or we're going to shut things down. Yeah. Then, um, Ten minutes later, he goes, "We're not shutting anything down." Got- exactly. I I think he wanted to run back on it. What he really wanted to say was, not not uh, get your shit together. Or we're going to shut down, but start following. Yeah. Um, so the cases, so we don't have more things to worry about. So we don't have to continue to change the rules. So we don't have to manipulate schedules to teams right, can finish. Right. Um. But his only way was to threaten the players to, to cancel. Um, there hasn't been a ton of changes since Thursday with positive cases. Not a ton. Uh, there were obviously, obviously more positive cases. Um, and it seems like St. Louis, they're expecting more to come, which is an interesting comment out of out of St. Louis for them to say something like that. They're expecting yeah, more very, cases to that's come. That's very weird. I mean, I've I don't know if that if that means do these guys feel sick, um, or they do they think because they were with somebody they're going to get a positive. Yeah, 
was Ace. was our, our team um, that they know that we're you know out doing something out at a club something like that. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure what to think of that. Um, there are some rumors circulating. I'm not sure if there's any official news or if anybody's commented on it. But the Marlins were were allegedly uh, going out, um, going out together, I believe, or at least a few players were going out together. And then in St. Louis, it sounds like some players were kind of doing the same thing in different settings. Um, I mean, if if, if you're going to do those things, if you're going to expose yourself, please understand the risk, the right. risk to the league, the threat to the league. And I think that was Manfred Manfred's comments. He was kind of hinting at that. Yeah, you know, I not really surprised by the Marlins because one you're in Miami and two their team is a bunch of 23 year olds 25 year olds yeah you know? that's true uh they're in Miami they're in Miami with they're... a young team and that's not very good what else is you know they they don't really care they're, they're just gonna go out and have a good time anyways still kid and hopefully they learn their lesson yeah for sure you hope they learn their lesson uh we can get things resolved and keep moving forward, but a lot of players are mysteriously moving to this COVID IR. Yes, yes. Uh, it seems like every team you watch, uh, there's some player mysteriously disappearing to the IR um, ahead of the lineup, and then a couple hours later, a couple days later, you hear, oh, no, we might have a COVID scare, or um, they already tested positive, didn't share anything, uh, whatever it may be. I know the Reds had some cases where uh, they had two or three players just mysteriously kind of moved to this COVID IR, just like a lot of players are now. Uh, and then they came back a few days later, and it was almost a scare. It was um, they felt sick, so they, they took themselves out, which is yeah. what you should be doing in a time like this. Right, yeah. Uh, um, and, then, and then Joey Votto today with the Reds uh, is removed from the lineup. I don't know if he was necessarily a scratch. I think from the start he was not playing. Um, and then we learn later on after the games that he's experiencing some symptoms. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean a positive test. I think we've seen people's symptoms there. A long list of symptoms now. You like, have- well, I'm experiencing symptoms every day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just going through everyday life, I think. Each day you experience a symptom, something. like, I mean, whether you know you sneeze, yeah, just everything. Yeah, I've got, I've, you know, you're dealing with allergies, and it's like, oh, well, could this yeah. be COVID? Yeah, you're just not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, it's crazy, and that's kind of goes back to the whole thing when you know people are saying that they went in for a flu, and they just and they just tell you that you have COVID. Not to get into that too much, but you know. It's just got to set a line, I think. Yeah, it's just been a lot of unknown so far. Um, And I think that's part of the reason we're seeing players opt out, um, which is ridiculous. To me personally, this is is fucking ridiculous. Yes. Um, You knew the risk going in. You knew what was going to happen. You knew there was a risk of you getting COVID. You are signing off when you enter that season, when you say, okay, I'm no longer going to opt out. You sign on with this risk of saying there's potential. I'm not guaranteeing that you're going to get COVID. I'm not saying there's a good chance to get COVID, but there's a risk. There's a risk you're going to get COVID. And then all of a sudden COVID's that close to you and you're gone. This is ridiculous to me. Yeah. This is off the wall. Yeah. We're, I mean, same exact page here on this. Um, Same opinion. It's just, you can't, you can't go, 
and say yes, I, I'm I'm all about playing, and then turn your back on them, um, especially because you knew what was gonna what what could happen. Um, I also think it's the same way for players uh, that want that sat out at first and then want to join the team a uh, week into the season. It's the exact same thing. All all of a sudden, you see people are safe. And you're like, I'm willing to jump back in. That's not the case. Like, That's and, not and the I, case, man. Like, as a teammate of that, I would be pissed off at that guy because, like, hey, like you didn't want to play with us then. Like, why are you playing? Like, why are you coming out? I just don't like. I don't. I think there's a loss of respect. Yeah. Um, you yeah. weren't willing to join us at the beginning. Why are you willing to join us now? Right. I mean, why is the league just letting this stuff happen? I mean, they can't, like, hold back somebody from leaving, really. But in a way, it's like, weren't you made aware of the situation? Right, yeah. It's Weren't you made aware of what was going down? Yeah, it was it should have been covered, in, and I'm sure it was, but, you know, in their contracts. It's such an unprecedented time. Uh, it's such an unprecedented Seems like managers and owners are willing to kind of let this kind of stuff slide. We had breaking news on Sunday, late Sunday. Cespedes um, apparently just left. <laughs> uh, the was he did not reach out to any management uh, for any explanation. Just kind of leaves, um, and that and from what I understand as well, it's yeah. the end of his contract. <laughs> and I'm. Uh, it's the end of his contract, and he just you know heads out the hotel, you know, gives a salute. I, I picture him giving him a salute, and he's like, "All right, that's but about I, it." He's just that kind of guy that you know. He's kind of like an oddball, it seems like. And so I'm, I don't know if I'm necessarily surprised by this. It's just, I mean, I'm not gonna agree with what he did, but uh, it's just like weird. It's, it's like how uh, just a couple years ago when the Bills players retired at halftime. And uh, just didn't want to go back out there for the second half. It's it's like the same thing. And um, allegedly, the GM said he had no idea. Um, not only that he wasn't returning, but he had no idea that Cespedes had any issues with and, you know COVID. So I guess he sees uh, that. That's I don't definitely know. just a picture of the Mets organization. Right now, apparently it is, and now the the Mets kind of scrambled. Um, they got Billy Hamilton. I think the reason they end up getting Billy Hamilton is uh, Lowry goes to the uh, IL. But regardless, Cespedes is like the the picture of what's going on in the MLB right now. We're kind of having yeah. players yeah. scramble yes. and leave. Um. And beyond players just opting out, players are getting sick. So could this, you know, can we see this season you know, end early? After this weekend, I really think that there might be a possibility. Um, I still think that, you know, we're going to keep playing and wait it out as long as we can. Because I think that's what you really have to do is just, I mean, you knew that this was more likely going to happen. And um, I think you just try to wait it out. You keep fucking grinding. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. And I think um, you keep doing your best to move forward. And if players finish at different points in the season or they can't get done with these double headers, which we'll get to in a second, um, you know, if you can't, if the Marlins end up in a position 
that they can't grind out as many games as anybody else, then uh, it's something that you got to deal with during this time. Um, I don't understand how you can pull back. Um, I don't see that there's any reason to, to pull back on this. Season. I don't think. Yeah. I think it would be. I think it would be ridiculous to stop the season um, unless something completely drastic happens. But these COVID protocols. I know I've done this a lot. Listeners are probably tired of this because it seems like I have one of these rants once an episode. The protocols are put in place in the MLB. The rosters are put in place. These changes are put in place so that you can get a lot of positive tests and still put a a team on the ball field every day. Yeah, It might not be a pretty team. Manfred never said that you had to put the best team out of the dugout on the fucking field. But you, you do what you can, and, and teams are going to deal with this all year. And what I'm already getting tired of is um, fans, players making excuses for their teams, saying, oh, well, due to COVID, uh, we had a player out, so we're not going to win. You find a way yeah, to win yeah, the ballgame. Good teams win. Great teams find yeah. a way to win. you got to battle through all I mean, that shit. Feeling. And I know it sucks. And that that's exactly that's exactly right. Everybody's dealing with it. Everybody's dealing with some kind of issue due to what's going on. Yeah. I just don't I really hope Manfred kind of sticks to his guns here. Um and doesn't end the I, season uh, early. I I know these players are at risk. Um but I hope I'd like to I'd like to say that I know, but I don't. I've I i have not seen what their kind of protocol was signing on and the summer league, but I hope that they were made well aware that there's a high risk that they could get COVID. Right. And COVID was going to be brought into an MLB stadium some, some way or another. It's going to be brought into every league some way or another. Yes. It just happened. It's exactly. the nature of this pandemic. I hope these players are made aware of that. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, ob- I, um, I, I think it's kind of obvious, you know, you should know during what's happening that, this is a possibility. Yeah, and I, you just no, can't end this season. That's, that's not, and it's not just me being a selfish baseball fan. I don't think just, it is. Just keep grinding, keep going, get get as far as you can at least until you necessarily have to stop. So, so we don't really want to go in to the standings uh, because they're all over the place. Some teams are playing, some teams aren't, um, and we just went over them Thursday, and obviously not. You got not the a Phillies change three games. Um, yeah, um, the the Marlins haven't played anybody. Um, the seven inning doubleheaders is supposedly the way to fix this. These the standings, the fact that everybody's kind of everywhere. Some people played three games, other other teams have played almost ten. Uh, these seven inning doubles are, are apparently the way to fix yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's a, I guess, probably the best move that you could make for it. I would say, but it's gonna be interesting because uh, we talked a little bit about it off air about it's only two innings shortened, but those are two big innings. Real it big. It makes such a difference. I don't know how. And even yeah, when you're playing, I mean. You're playing yeah, it makes such and a difference. Like I said, a pitcher, a lot of pitchers will give you a great start to 
through seven innings, and then you go to your bullpen eight nine. Uh, now it's just they, you know, they can go either balls out first five innings and just every like everything they have, or um, that and just pitch a complete game and keep your pitch count under a hundred. I kind of had some first hand experience with these doubles today. Um, I get to watch the the Tigers Reds play seven inning double, um, and Trevor Bauer just uh, he did exactly what you said. Um, plowed through. Uh, it's Bauer. He's right. going to throw a lot of pitches. Uh, regardless, he wants the ball. He's a gamer. Um, throws just under. I, I believe he threw around 110 pitches. Battles through seven innings, uh, and it's recorded as yeah. a complete game yeah. shutout. Yeah, we'll see some stats. I'm sure that will be. A little affected by it, maybe, but uh, I mean, that's the thing. You get you you save your bullpen that way. Yeah, and that's exactly what um the, the Reds need, no doubt. Uh, unfortunately, um, but nevertheless, hopefully these seven inning doubleheaders can fix whatever's going on. Um, with all these teams, I think there could be a long road to a 60-game finish if you, yes, if you have an outbreak. For sure. For a team like the Marlins, who are going to have to find a way um, to, to not only fit in 60 games, but fit in 60 games according to this schedule. Yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be um, just interesting to see how this – how they get those games back. If, you know, if they realize, you know, these doubleheaders – they're just hurting, you know. Are they just going to give up with them, or are we going to keep going? So, regardless um, of everything that's going on, we're going to do our best to to keep up with MLB headlines um, with COVID cases, with players opting out, uh, Manfred's comments on the season, uh, and of course scores. Hopefully, a lot changes throughout this week. And we get a chance next Monday to kind of revisit what's going on in the MLB, who is actually good at this point. Um, at the 60-game sprint, I think it's really hard to, to get a read on who's actually good at the start because they should be starting out uh, at their best. But in a lot of cases, I don't think they are. Uh, so we'll continue to keep you posted. Jumping right into the NFL, which we don't have – pretty much there's no real headlines no. in the NFL. Uh, but players are players are opting out. Thirty players at least, at least thirty players at least that are vocal. Yeah, and I'm sure there's out. another thirty that just haven't said anything yet. And I think even with that, the thirty players that have opted out, the NFL is one of these vocal leagues, you know, very similar to the NBA. Um, the NFL players are are tight knit yeah. uh, on a lot of different teams. They all work out together. They're all good friends. I think with these 30 players that opted out, uh, they're stepping forward and saying, why don't you opt out with me? And they're talking mm-hmm. to the boys. Uh, they're trying to get organizations to jump in. And, and beyond that, it, it gives them some bargaining power. Yeah, for sure. Um, against these uh, NFL league, um, the commissioner who's – they're all so far behind. We say this over and over again every episode. Yeah, so far and- behind. It just it, it just it shows that they're that far behind. You know they they haven't done anything to make up for how they handled the situation, and it just and now 
it's just Roger Goodell and just the NFL in general. They, it's a shit show right now. So are we going to see scabs this year? I think that there's a good possibility. I mean, we said that there's 30 players that have vocalized it so far. Seven of those players are on the Patriots. That's, I mean, that's almost a quarter of how many people are out right now. But uh, so I'm playing. I think I'm going to play. Yeah, I'm going to play. Go. I'll go. Play. Would you come yeah. forward and play? I mean, if we reach that point when it's like you reach the point of scabs and it's like, okay, we need to go out and get college guys, and then even the college guys are like, we're not risking our fucking passes or anything where the former college guys are like, I'm not getting COVID. This is completely different than a scab season. This is a pandemic yeah. scab season. Oh, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I could definitely – I have something to offer, I think. I mean, I can't throw the ball more than five yards. I got such a bum-ass shoulder. Um, I've been, I mean, I got the size. I mean, and, and I'm a tank up the middle, so I think I could be middle linebacker. You know, um, what I would – I – would just want to go and just to say, you know, I play the NFL. Just that you were no, scared. No, I can be on that. Oh, okay. You're sticking oh, yeah. with the NFL player thing. I can't wait for the 30 for 30 to come out. I'm going to, I'm going to tell them how good I was. And the fact that I never exactly. got a shot. Exactly. I'm going to be that guy <laughs> on the 30 for 30. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens with the NFL. Their protocol has been solid. It was late, but it was solid. Uh, there's still a fear there. Um, from what I understand, they can get a fair amount of money if they opt mm-hmm. out. Uh, and they don't lose anything on their contract, so I don't know why they wouldn't opt out if there is a yeah. fear. Um, but I think it's hard to make a decision right now, which is something that the NCAA is right to. Um Beyond opting out, which we're going to continue to follow, Antonio Brown gets eight games. I think this is so funny. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Antonio Brown, um, one, there's not even a season yet. The season likely doesn't exist for the NFL, and he has an eight-game suspension. And it's – I mean, (laughs) that's it right there. Antonio Brown was such a fuck-up that there might not even be a season – but he's going to be suspended eight games if a team decides to sign him. It's like when somebody gets life in prison plus right. 10 years. Yeah. It's like uh, when I die in prison, <laughs> my ghost has got to serve 10 years. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense to me that he has an eight game suspension. I don't even know that they have this kind of ruling. Is, is it due to free agency? I don't even know. I don't know how that works. Or with his contract, like still being paid, is I don't I have no idea what's going on with him getting an eight game suspension. Can the NFL give me an eight game suspension? Like they just can hand out game suspensions. Like that's I can what get I'm gonna one. say in my thirty for thirty about the scab. You know, I was handed a suspension before I could even get on the field. Oh yeah, I'm fucking sure that sounds like a classic. Um, <laughs> King of shitty take uh, back out, which is quickly turning into your nickname. So I've been thinking about this. Uh, hopefully the listeners can weigh in. King of shitty takes. What if we just called you Cost? Cost. Cost Cost with a K is your nickname. No. King of no, shitty that's not takes. True. Cost. 
so far it's been true. I mean, so far you don't have a take to your name. We'll just call you positive or, or good for your we'll reputation. You you're gonna call me what? You're so clever, and that's that's the reason you're, you're a douchebag. Because I come up with a nickname for you because you're obviously the king of shitty takes, and I use cost. Um, and you have nothing but douchebag, which is why you're the king of shitty takes because that's a shitty take to call me a douchebag. Um, every listener knows, even if they just started listening to us, that you're the douchebag. Um, moving forward from the NFL, um, the NCAA, Pac-12 has a list of demands. Uh, the Pac-12 makes a list of demands, and I, I, I personally yeah, love this. Yeah, it's great for them. It's a good move. Uh, you know, they're they're speaking out, and that's that's what we for the past what five years now has been so big for the NCAA and student athletes. So they're not just they're not just um, speaking out for. Um, what well, I mean, whatever you think they're speaking out for, they're not just speaking out for social injustice. They're not speaking out um, just for COVID. They're speaking out for um, money. Um, they're speaking out for fair treatment. They're speaking out for coaching contracts. They're speaking out um, against everything. And to be honest, it's quite remarkable to see that their list of demands, what they're kind of expecting out of so many different people. Yeah. Um, beyond just their organizations, their institutions, their conference, they they have a list of demands at the NCAA, and I think this is a this is a step in the right direction for the NCAA to virtually implode. Yeah, and it's it it is really good to see that they are going. They're not just you know, like you said, they're not just doing just from their for their school, um, just for that team. They're I mean they're they're tacking on the big dog. They're going right to the top. They are. Um, it's been, I mean, if you list of demands and what they're asking for, um, it's a lot of stuff that's been missed by the NCAA, by the conferences. Um, specifically, the, the, the payment thing has been a huge debate for years. Um, social injustice, I mean, they're making a list of demands um, beyond those things for player safety during COVID. And I don't blame no, them one no, bit. You can't. But I, I think what this does outline is the fact that these players have some serious bargaining ability moving forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that was a good <laughs> on. Got caught right in that. Am I fucking boring you? Yeah. Am I boring you, cost? No. I like that shit. You are cost. You're from now on. No. Um, I'm cost, but it has that. This is the step in. It's a mo- for the cost. S. What? It's a money sign for the S. You're caught? Cost. Okay. Do you want a, you want a money sign for the the capital S on yeah, shitty? That's fine. You can have whatever it's you want. Pool. That's fine. Cost. Um, so Pac-12 goes to conference only beyond their list of demands. Um, they were conference only and then the list of demands. I think we're going to once again see the NCAA implode. Hopefully the league steps forward. Maybe it's created by Plank Productions. There's a league that steps forward and says, we'll pay you whatever you want. On on board. Um, Plank Productions steps forward and says, we got our own league. Um, And whatever the NCAA says they might pay you, we'll pay you double. 
I'm in. Um, I'm not making any comments on whether or not NCAA athletes should be paid. Maybe we'll do that in a high school debate segment moving forward on Thursday. Um, but then the SEC goes conference only. The SEC goes conference only before any of this happened. Uh, and then even before, kind of in between all of this, the, the Big Ten kind of issues a warning. They're warning <laughs> shot saying uh, um, there might not be football. Uh, which is something that I think we all should should face the facts with. It's something that we've been saying on this podcast for um, weeks Unfortunately. now. I mean, yeah, it sucks. It, uh, there's no beating around the bush. It sucks. But we have to consider the fact that these, these people, um, these guys that are playing college football due yeah. to athletes. Um, they have a lot more to worry about. They have a lot more on the line than anybody could imagine. It's not all about Saturday for these these young men. Um, the college football playoff committee meets, and I think uh, we're not sure what they're meeting about or what's going on there, but you, you got to think that they're meeting about when the fuck do we play the college football playoff? Yeah, and, and how, how do we play this college football playoff? How, how do we pick who we are taking to this playoff? You gotta wonder. So we have so many different conferences. Uh, if you're not aware, so many different conferences are starting almost months away from each other, like almost a month away from each other. Right, some yeah. of them are starting like some of them are starting at the end of August. Others are starting at the um, beginning of September. Others are starting at the end of September. So the College Football Playoff Committee has to say, um, do we want the do we want the SEC to to wait? Um, uh, or do we want the SEC to start a month early? Like, do we want the Pac-12 to wait? Like, what do you? Uh, there is no good no, decision. There's not. It's like because then it's just you, a lose-lose. It is. It's a shit show, just like the rest of the college football is right now. So I think the college football playoff committee um, has to meet and kind of decide what's going down. Because either way, someone's going to have a long break or someone's going to have a shortened season. Uh, and regardless, their job at the end of the day, you have to get the best four teams, right. no matter what. So even if a conference is late, even if a conference is done early, you still have to get the best four teams. That's their fucking job. Yeah. Yep. So how do you how do you do that with these conferences all kind of starting at different points? I would, I... and even beyond that, if they're all in in the same, if they're all playing conference only. How the fuck do you know they're right. any good? You just got to determine how badly they beat. Uh, you got to determine how badly Ohio State beat Rutgers. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I think there's certain conferences that are at an advantage uh, in comparison to uh, other conferences to, like the Big Ten um, who can play all conference and you can kind of get a good idea on how good of a team is. Um, but then you look at a conference like the American, uh, where there's some serious contenders, I believe, out of the American Athletic Conference. Now, they're going to play an all-conference schedule, and half of that conference is going to be a joke. They're going to roll right. over. Um, so they're not going to get a serious shot. They're not going to get a serious look. Um, and I get it. Uh, I can't wait to hear everybody chirping, saying that they're not Power 5. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Um you know, the Bearcats were set to win uh, a national championship this year. 
and, and now we're not going to get a shot because we gotta we gotta keep playing Memphis over and over again and just and beat the shit <laughs> get beat the shit out of them because uh, they got to come into them. Um, so the college football meeting, um, and then lastly, just kind of uh, anecdote: uh, basketball players are opting out of the yeah. draft. Um, NCAA basketball players are opting out. Yeah, it's, it's a weird because it's all happening so quick. Like they, it all happened, you know, j- just today, last twenty four hours, and I mean, it makes me think that they might know something. Um, but who knows? I don't. I don't know what it means for the season. I think it's still way too early to um, have anything that way about it. Um, but it it's a, just something that's interesting. Um, you know, they all kind of did it almost together, so it just makes me feel like they know something that we don't. That's what sucks is we're already talking about canceling. People are already talking about canceling. Yeah, like, come on. Due to this pandemic, and, and I completely understand it. I completely understand what's, what's going on, but fuck, do we already got to talk about that shit? That that shit. Come on. Yeah. Wait. I, I completely agree with you. I think that that it's possible that these NCAA basketball players know something that we don't, because um, it all seemed to come at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's a deadline or something. Um, if we miss the boat on this, I'm not, I'm not sure. But speaking of missing the boat, um, we have an apology to issue to the NHL, uh, the NHL fans. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're, whether we're pretending or whether we are, uh, we're journalists, at least for the time being. Um, and we missed a major league restarting. But, yeah, I mean, we totally just kind of – we didn't even mention it that the NHL was restarting, especially restarting and going right into the playoffs, not just a restart into, you know, two weeks of games and then playoffs. They're, they're, they are in the playoffs. Yeah, they're, like, set yeah. to go and everything. It's honestly kind of a cool yeah, playoff yeah, format. Sure. Um, and I think there is there is some cool things to talk about. We might not be – NHL guys, we might not have a great idea of what's going on um, as it pertains to the NHL. Um, and we're not even going to pretend to, to be the NHL guys. Um, so unlike the normal playoff format, which um, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I know this is crazy. Uh, the NHL has a 24-team tournament um, now with 12 teams from each conference. Uh, two arenas, the top four teams uh, are in the round of 16, seeds 5 through 12 um, are facing off with each other. Um, so what really went down with the, the NHL, um, <laughs> we know nothing about hockey. So that's why we jump into our special guests. Let's go right now to the special guest. We are now welcoming on a very special guest, a close personal friend of both of ours, our residential hockey expert, Mac. How are we doing tonight? I mean, I'm flattered you let off with hockey expert. I don't have the hair of uh, Barry Melrose, but trying to fill his shoes here. 
we have like a, an embarrassing an embarrassing amount of questions about hockey. <laughs> um, number one being, what's a kraken? A kraken. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I think it's fake. I'm not sure. Um, this might expose me in the recording, but I'm pretty sure krakens are fake. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what a Kraken is or where it came from. It, are they a team now, or are we looking like ahead? So it's next year, but this year is the expansion draft. Well, I'll tell you what, though. That's a great name, the Kraken. I don't care and, well, they're West Coast. It's awesome. basically, Seattle's basically like a rainy, shitty California of Canada. <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> In what world? Seattle and Canada. Oh man! Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I just hockey can't. I didn't even think about it. Oh, Seattle and Canada. So they're oh, Seattle man. Kraken. I'm thirty in the U.S. Fucked by this podcast. <laughs> that's that's really embarrassing. Not not nearly as embarrassing as when Grant thought that basketball was originally played with a wooden ball. That was never said. I want you guys to keep in mind before I joined you guys, I did go to junior college. <laughs> Mac, are you following hockey at all? Are you following uh, the restart that we had on August first this Saturday, this past Saturday? Um, yeah, I'm 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 following it a good amount. Uh, to be honest, my cardio is not where it used to be. So when I'm at the gym, it's on the TVs. So I've been taking a couple of extended breaks to catch uh, some action. <laughs> So uh, this new format is basically like March Madness, as I just referred to earlier. Uh, is it 24 total teams, and they're just kind of running at each other tournament style? I don't think it's 24. I'm not sure the exact number, but it is like you had to have a buy into the playoffs to get in. So there are, there are uh, multiple teams left off, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is literally playoffs. This is just how they're formatting it. And there's only two. Are they just going east and west? Yeah, two arenas so two playing, isn't there? East Conference, West Conference, that's it. Just two arenas, though, right? Uh, yes, it's the two hub cities. I think it's Edmonton and Toronto. I got gotcha. you. Um, and, Grant, there was a fight right from the start, wasn't there? You wanted to yeah, mention that. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, Max. So, I mean, one of the first games back, first couple – just minutes into the game, and I see there's a fight. And I just – I mean, is that something that – as a hockey team that you're going and you're like, we're just, we're trying to get a fight right off the bat. Just... Well, here's, here's the thing that caught me by some form a recovering hockey player. Um, the first fight, there's three fights that were exhibition games. So there was nothing on the line. Honestly, I think a lot of the older guys weren't playing probably the day off. Right. And there's three guys willing to risk breaking a wrist, breaking a face, breaking a nose, whatever. In an exhibition game for the season. Keep in mind, it's playoffs, so before playoffs even started. Right, yeah. Is that bad blood? What? What's going to entice a fight? Is that just bad blood when it doesn't matter at all? Or is it somebody trying to prove themselves, make a roster? So, I think it's a little bit of a mix between bad blood. And uh, the host cities are having a bubble. So I think the guy's uh, girlfriends on the road are not able to access their rooms. <laughs> I got There you. could be some pent-up testosterone and aggression maybe hanging around the teams. Very understandable. I think 
I think this is a great time to kind of introduce, um, allow you to introduce yourself and your background um, moving forward through hockey, especially um, what you did in the past or what you brought uh, to the ice. <laughs> I know what you're trying to get me to say here. Um, I come from a bloodline of professional hockey players. That was the end of the line, uh, <laughs> being my grandfather, dad, brother. And then I went to junior college for baseball. Um, <laughs> I had a pretty, uh, had a pretty unique skill set. Uh, the common theme was that I didn't use my hands to put the puck in the net. Uh, I was, uh, I consider myself a locker room uh, extraordinaire, and that uh, team guy. I was, I was a team guy for sure. I didn't play every game. I'm not gonna lie to you, but uh, I wasn't afraid to stand up for anyone, and I'd be happy just to give the boys a good laugh or two during the season. <laughs> He looks good in a suit. I, I have a couple of suits that have got some use. I'm starting to lose uh, the back of the legs and the butt in my pants from sitting down for so long. <laughs> so you got on the ice to fight majority of the time, and what are the reasons? See, this is going to be the stupid hockey questions that we're going to run through the whole time. We completely, once again, missed the boat for the NHL. It was super-duper embarrassing for us as um, – fumbling journalist it was embarrassing to even get the audio going well i'm not gonna name names but the the majority Um, of it seemed to be on grant's end i don't it does seem to be on grant's end but this is completely all on plank let's not forget about that or plank our producer in the booth who seems to struggle uh quite a bit he's learning this stuff as we do um but jumping right into my question why why fight what's the reasoning behind fighting give me like three of them if there even is um i want to start off with i have rarely ever been in a fight because i was mad (laughs) um it's just not a thing and the big reason is it was a respect thing so if you have guys trying to take liberties like guys trying to make big hits just kind of going out of their way to cause damage there's players in the league where it's the job to make sure that there's consequences if someone does act up. Um, that's I would say that's a majority of the problems. But it's also, like I said, it's probably one of the more respected things on a team that you're willing to put your body on the line so other guys don't have to. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Um, more of the uh, exactly. protector. Is there is it almost a nuisance that it's like, oh, I'm going on the fucking ice, like, oh, let's go fight somebody. Like, uh, it's clear what my job is, and it's just a nuisance at this point. Like, I have to go it was, take care of business. I wouldn't say it was a nuisance. It, the weirdest part was it was a weird adaption. So I went from, like, being an able hockey player to, like, not being pushed, but being kind of led to a new role. And it was like... Like, uh, realistically, you're young. Like, I was 17. And your job is to go out there and make sure everybody's okay. But, I mean, the night before a game, you're not sleeping. And then half the time, you get to the rink and the other guy in their team that has the same role isn't playing. So, you're not playing. <laughs> yeah, so, like, w- with that, how-, how tough is that? Just getting to the rink, like you said, and just knowing, like, putting on your skates and just knowing that. You know, you're you're the one that has to go fight fight tonight, and like, yeah, there's there's not really another option. Oh, uh, well, as much as I hate to admit this, my legs would just shake my first shift because I didn't know if he was behind me, I didn't right. know if he was coming off the bench, I didn't know if we were a matchup, I didn't know if he was waiting for me to go or if he was going, I'd go on. 
So you don't, it's like uncertain and then you're nervous, nervous, nervous. And then once it happens, it's honestly more of a relief. It's kind of like, uh, okay, it's over with. You don't have to walk back anymore. Exactly. Exactly. How do you fall? How do you fall into this role? Is this like a role that coming up as a young hockey player in Canada, people are like that kid's pretty tough. Yep. Um, he's going to fall into this enforcer role. Um, walk us through that first fight. I mean, do you oh, remember yeah. that first fight? Do you remember oh, yeah. falling into so, this role? Personally, I mean, my dad played in the NHL, and his role was also just cause havoc. So I don't know if it's genetics or if I inherited, but word kind of got out about what my dad did, and then it was almost like, oh, I wonder if he could do it. But I also felt like a sense of confidence through him. Like, that is my bloodline. He did it. Why couldn't I? So even coming up before we could fight, it was um, a situation where I was, I wouldn't say, I didn't think it was tough, but I was confident that I could hold my own. So walk us through, I mean, do you remember the first fight? Do you remember the first fight where people started, the chatter uh, started? Wearing like a visor, a shield. And I was irrelevant. I had like four shifts and I actually distinctly remember the shift before the coach is screaming at me. He didn't know my first name, so he's reading my jersey. So my shift before, he goes, Edwards, Edwards, get off the ice. <laughs> so that was, that was like, that's, I think I had four shifts. And then I'm skating. I think we were up 6-2. I'm skating. To the- and then I get a shot in the back. And I'm like, oh, fuck. But, like, I'm here at the bench. Like, whatever. And then I hear, Edwards, you want to go? And I look in front of me. And my the team I was playing on, whole bench stands up and you can't really say no at that point so i will never forget this i throw my gloves down and i turn around and my head looked like it was looking up a skyscraper i was like oh shit (laughs) this guy i don't even think i i don't even think i both my gloves off to be honest it's a bit of a blur but grabs me shakes me i look like a dog playing a tug of war it was embarrassing and then his first thing he did was punch the top of my helmet. My visor came down on my nose and just skinned me. I was bleeding everywhere, and he hadn't even landed a punch yet. <laughs> so I, at that point, I just kind of held on and waited for the ride to be over. And it was over. But we were actually playing a three-game series. So I distinctly remember I, the next day, the coaches, hey, you okay? I just want to check in. And I said, put me on the fucking first line. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I said, you start me tonight. And he goes, you going to get him? I go, yeah. And he goes, okay, you got it. He comes in, he reads their lineup. And it was Couturier from Pickering, I'll never forget. And he goes, uh, he reads his name last. And every single person in the room, instead of clapping and cheering after the name, they all just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then uh, fuck drop, skate around for a bit. And I, honest to God, thought I killed him at center ice. I thought he was buried. So then the saga begins right from there. I, I'm like, yeah. I'm like excited right now. I wish, I wish I was, I wish I was there just because it's such an exciting, it, you know what? It's exciting at the same time. It's so terrifying to think about um, a young kid having to go through this and then fall into that role, but we don't want to talk about that. Um, from there, do you just kind of, do people expect it out of you? Are you expected to be the guy to go to? Um, to protect those more finesse players or whatever it may be. Um, once again, 
Uh, no, you're good. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it was expected being 17 and there was 20 year olds on the team, but um, there wasn't really much depth of guys that could hold their own. And then uh, after your first two or three, word kind of gets out. Like, for example, for say TJ, it'd be like, you're playing another town and someone would be like, hey, like, just a heads up, like, Scott's not afraid to throw a fist. Like, he will do it. And that's kind of what it comes to. So, I wouldn't say you're a target, but guys know that you're willing. So, people are aware at that point. And then, if you are, you know, made aware of what's going on, and you know that coming to each town or going into each arena, you kind of have a, a target on your back. Do you look ahead at, at the future of your hockey career and you're like, well, this is make or break. I'm either fighting or. Absolutely. I'm no, absolutely. We, um, so it actually got to the point where like, like you said, fighting was an expectation. It wasn't pushed on me. And I want to be clear about that. Like no one was telling me to go fight, but I understood that's why I was on the team without saying. Um, and then it came to the point that school was a possibility with hockey. Um, but I also understood that my role didn't exist in college hockey. Like you can't, it, it's not like a rough league. There's the odd big hit. A repeated like hitting isn't a thing. Like, Intimidation is not really a thing. So I also understood that like realistically making a go at it just wasn't in my cards. So is that tough to face as a 17 year old kid? It's you have to kind of fall into this role where the only thing, I mean, did you still have it in you to, to, I don't even know, were you I was a wingsman? Were you offensive offensively, player? it just wasn't in the car. Like, the, the hockey was just so good. <laughs> I Like, if I wanted to hang on, I had to do one thing and one thing only, but I also didn't enjoy doing it. So I didn't really have a hard time parting ways. And then it came down to, uh, obviously I played college baseball, but it came down to the fact that I couldn't play hockey every day, and I loved to play baseball every day. So that was kind of my deciding factor going into that. And he picked up a baseball bat. <laughs> Which is just as terrifying <laughs> as him. On Only with fastballs inside, change-ups on the fucked. <laughs> just, just as brutal to watch. Um, what, do you think that you still would have been playing at 17, haven't you? I mean, given that you wouldn't fight. So let's take it back. Um, and say that you never do fight, you never do fall into this role. Would Absolutely you still be not. Playing as, as an offensive not. player, so it it came down to fight or I'm. Yeah, I mean, like I said it. earlier, more times than not, I wasn't even playing. I was just on the team, and like I understood that there just and, wasn't a need for me unless they had a guy that had the same role. And do a lot of these. I mean, the the enforcers are kind of being done away with in the NHL. Yeah. I am aware of that. Um, do these guys fight from that early? I mean, are we looking at great enforcers that have been through the NHL that so are I infamous think now? That part of the um, league, did they start fighting that, fighting that early? Over. I think the the days of two big guys squaring off just out there solely to fight is over. But guys having ability to offensively produce, defensively produce, but also fight is still a prominent. But junior hockey has been changing the rules where – I know in the Ontario Hockey League, it's a three-fight limit per season. So, you honestly, you can't even prove if you're tough. And wow. that's just hockey's been changing. So, what were the uh, – No, I was going to ask go ahead, what's Grant. going along with the fights. So, you kind of hear, um, and this is, again, coming from someone that knows nothing about hockey, 
if you go out there and fight and say you're down a couple goals, I mean, is that something that the team just rallies behind and, you know, gets you some momentum? That's the reason why I did it. The, The feeling of 20 guys on your bench banging their sticks, yelling at you, fired up, and... I mean, honestly, it probably helped. I didn't pay for a drink at a bar because the team was covering it. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, like that's why you do it. Like it wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy it, but I understood I had to do it. Right. But I, again, at that point, it was anything to get the guys going, to get the guys in the game. Yeah. Like I would take the blow so they could be up. Yeah, it's kind of like you hear, like like in baseball, you hear like a manager gets thrown out of the game just because he's trying to spark the boys. Like exactly and, the same. And and then you come out and they score. You know, they take the lead or whatever. Exactly the same. Yep. What are we? What are you uh, sipping on? I'm drinking. Uh, uh, I'm you so guys curious. What, uh, I'm drinking a Sandbanks Baco Reserve red wine. Yeah, what? it's. Uh, I'm trying. You just completely <laughs> ruined your cred for 20 minutes. <laughs> we've been bad. talking about you being an enforcer, a tough guy, a badass. And you had to, you had to I'm introduce this to our listeners. You should have just, uh, just I also don't want to fool you guys. Also just crushed a vodka soda. So I'm still kind of blue collar. Humble. Vodka soda's <laughs> blue collar. I was going to ask about the, if you've had a bushlight apple, but I know that hasn't made it up that way yet. Uh, yeah, we'll probably have those in about 2025 in Canada. I was going to say the bushlight apple and apparently coronavirus hasn't made it up there yet either. <laughs> What's coronavirus? You guys are, you guys are thriving and surviving up there. I don't even think you have any cases. I'm ch- I checked the. I just recently checked the maps. There's nothing yeah, we're pretty going much on chilling, up in Canada. I mean, it's hot. Uh, you know, go outside every day, go to the beach, do whatever. But uh, yeah, nothing crazy is going on. What are the biggest hockey misconceptions from a dumbass American kid like me and um, my co-host, okay, King so, of Shitty Takes? Um, I actually have a bone to pick with the King of Shitty Takes. Can we get to that first? Bring it. Yeah, we'll jump right into it. Oh, sorry, what was that? I said bring it. Oh, uh, I thought you said your name. I wasn't familiar. Um, anyway. Yeah. That's what I thought um, I actually was listening to your podcast. I was doing research. Uh, like you guys know I do in school. I studied really hard. So I was studying <laughs> for the podcast. And I couldn't help but notice that last episode, I wrote the quote down, if you guys want to bear with me. Grant said, I am the alpha of my college house. Yes. I'm going to assume, I'm going to go ahead and assume that was the year (laughs) after I left. No, it was all four years. All four years? You are out to lunch and I'm talking a buffet. (laughs) My my place. You must have hit your head a couple times working at these 10.30 p.m. baseball trials to think that. (laughs) I, I I actually I have a recording and we might be able to get Plank to to get this recording in. I have a recording of uh, of Grant uh, reading off the fact that he is a beta in a house uh, that we lived in. It's not really a secret. And just to be clear for the listeners, we're not talking about frats. <laughs> no, no, far far from it. We, we had the opposite of federal funding or whatever frats get. I think they get donations or something. We had the I'll complete tell you what opposite. Grant, Grant should have a red nose in his pocket because he's a fucking clown if he thinks that. 
What? <laughs> it's such a weird bone to pick before. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So back to the hockey. Sorry, that was. I, I wanted to come in with that, but uh, the no music intro kind of threw me off. <laughs> yeah, that's on plank. We'll get back okay, to that. Okay, hockey misconception. Um, number one, everyone that fights is mad. That's baloney. Like that. I had more respect. Are were oh, you yeah, ever no, mad you though? I, I crossed the old wires a couple times, but uh, be imagined to play part of it. But some of my best buddies are guys in other teams that you had to do work with. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I. I, yeah, I know this might be hard to process. All right. <laughs> It's it's more of a I gotcha. thing. Um, so everybody for that fights that's mad. Um, I don't think anybody knows anything about uh, the, the hockey rules besides hockey fans. I, I, I will tough for people to grasp a lot of times. Free. And there's a there's a guest in the room that could probably verify this, but uh, hockey boys in Canada are definitely uh, a well rewarded uh, occupation, if you want to call it. <laughs> Take it I, easy. Keep in mind, I don't consider myself a hockey boy. Take it easy. Um, <laughs> Grant, do you have any yeah, comment? I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless so this, that, just a... this guy, he, he hasn't changed. No. So, so TJ, picture Grant in college, you know, the way he was. That's pretty much hockey guys in Canada, just cleaning up. <laughs> I don't know if Grant was cleaning up when he was hiding, um, <laughs> hiding his women. Saying that he was going to the bathroom and then sneak him in the back. Oh, bathroom. I heard him. I heard him sneak in the back door he a couple a... times and he was top bunk. That's for sure. I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, he, the king of the Irish goodbye, the Irish farewell. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Grant, Grant, once, Grant once convinced me Grant's that he's going to a practice. I didn't even know why that we had. <laughs> Grant would skip out at nine and just say something off the wall, like I had to go to Applebee's uh, and pick up my wings. And he's gone all night, gone all night, not back till the morning. And you know what was the worst part is most of the time he had a key, still came in through the window. <laughs> just no respect for the apartments that we lived in, the houses that we lived in. He would just sneak in the window just to be an asshole. If you guys want to talk about college stories, I got a couple about both you guys I can bring up. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. Um we do want to hear yeah yeah when you get a fucking podcast we'll come on there no this isn't about me you guys asked me to come (laughs) we asked you to come to talk about hockey not the fact that i put my hand in a trash can (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) it's taking a wild turn it was like it, the trash can was was what I would imagine like an octopus felt like. It's so it's so much gooier than you would expect. Yeah, it is a it's a it's a it's a crack and you dumb shit shit. It was At from least a crank in Seattle's in Canada. Fuck, I'm stupid. What a moron. All right, let's let's get back to hockey. Mac, I want to hear absolutely. Um, as we're kind of closing things out here, I want to hear. I want to hear some incredible story. I want to hear your favorite fight story to lead My off. Favorite fight. Okay, here's a good one. Here's a good one. It doesn't have to necessarily one, be you. I don't want to spoil the ending, but I did not win. <laughs> <laughs> so I was out of the training camp, and I thought if I wanted to make the team, I had to do that. So all game. Can I say the guy's name? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, if you want. We were playing scrimmage, and all game, I tried to get Josh Chapman to fight me. And he was notorious for just being fucking nuts. (laughs) And I said, Chappie, give me one. He goes, no. I said, Chappie, you got to give me one. He goes, I don't know who the fuck you are. (laughs) And I was like, so next shift, I line up beside him, and I go, (laughs) okay, I'm dropping my gloves and swinging. You're either in or you're out. And he goes, I wouldn't do that. And I was like, okay. Puck drops, drop my gloves, start swinging. And he just beat the wheels off me. <laughs> we had less than five minutes left in the period. So they sent me to the locker room. Keep in mind, this is training camp. So I'm in the locker room, probably bleeding out of my face somewhere. I like got embarrassed. And I hear footsteps coming down the hall. And I was like, oh, the trainers come give me ice. Like, perfect. Next thing you know, the general manager opens the dressing room door. And he looks me dead in the eyes. And I thought he was going to give me a good job. And he goes, pack your shit and get out. <laughs> 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 wait goes, why you're 17 you just fought a 21 year old and embarrassed yourself it's a good way to do it well it wasn't a good way to do it because i never played hockey again <laughs> so so what happens to um uh, he's in the american Chapman. hockey league right now he's doing pretty good for himself <laughs> he's actually a big listener josh chapman um shout out josh chapman who who loves jumping in on cue the banner just like all the other thousands of listeners um, what is the craziest thing that you ever saw fight wise? I, I know this, it's probably this is oh, okay. happy Gilmore. Jump right this in. was not me, just to be clear. I was on the bench, probably played like two minutes that game. But uh, we had this guy on the team, and he was just like we called him a top because he was winding him up and he'd just go nuts. He'd spin like the Tasmanian devil. And we put him in, and our coach said, He goes, God, can take care of that guy. And he goes, Okay, <laughs> jumps the boards. Gets in a fight. The guy didn't even want to fight. He just absolutely pummeled the guy. And the ref comes in and tries to break it up. And he bites the ref in the hand. So ref freaking out. What? He comes to the bench. He's going, you're playing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're missing something here. He just This is how nuts the the ref was. He played like literally three minutes all year. I couldn't believe that he even like was on the team. Yeah, so what? the ref's breaking up the fight. That's not the worst Wait part. Wait a minute. So the ref's breaking up the fight, and he bites him. He comes to the bench, and there's I'm like, and there's teeth marks. He's bleeding everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, this guy is fucking nuts. But we knew that. But it is what it is. Good guy to have on your team. Like, I'd buy him beers for sure. But uh, so the ref skates away, and the guy, he just beat the wheels off laying on the ice. And I look over, and he just... 35-yard field goal kicks this guy in the face with a skate on. Jesus. Like, it looked like this was like the Super Bowl on the line. Had to hit one from the outside of the hash and just boom. <laughs> so, this, <laughs> so, he's just getting just tackled. That shit's out of control. Our coach is going nuts. He's going nuts. Team got fine, blah, blah, blah. But, so, he gets kicked out, and he's behind our bench. And it's like two minutes. They're still trying to figure shit out. And I look across the rink, and there's windows where the dressing rooms are. You see him rip his shirt off and run to the other team's dressing room. <laughs> Keep in mind, the guy who's fighting did nothing. Literally nothing. That's so great. That's all a- you see is 15 parents just sprint to the dressing room. There's police there. It's, it's out of control. And I've never heard of this. He didn't get a game suspension. He got 100 days. <laughs> <laughs> he got one. So can we get no practicing? No, nothing. Can we get an update? with us for a hundred days. 
Can we get an update on this young man? Where is uh, where's he? Honestly, at? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably a good. Which is scary if he's out there biting if, people. If prison was an option, I wouldn't be blown away. But I tell you, I tell you what, the great teammate. I would say so. He's willing to do anything. <laughs> yeah, he's willing. To bite Sounds like Grant on a night out. He's willing to do anything. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, Mac, who wins the Stanley Cup, and does it even matter? Um, in my opinion, it does not matter. I think. You can't give. I don't it think doesn't matter. Time off and expect them to be competitive, but um, who wins the Stanley Cup? Uh, I mean, a lot. Now, now, if for the listeners, uh, Mac is going to be a reoccurring guest because he he's got a lot of stories. He's he's a lot of fun. Um, so we can call him out on this. So we're gonna run it back, no matter what happens. With the Stanley Cup, he might get lucky here with it with his um, guests. But who who wins the Stanley Cup? And we're gonna run it back if he fucks this up. Um, well, I have a couple friends that are actually playing right now, and I'm gonna suggest the podcast to them. So I don't want to single anyone out, but I like. Oh man, you're really second guessing this. I mean, I think you're really trying trying not to step on anybody's toes. <laughs> I, I got. Uh, I got a couple of buddies in Phoenix, and I like their odds, but they got a long way to go. Um, but the Canadian to me, I'm going to say Toronto. I think it's unlikely, but I I feel obligated to say Toronto. Okay, and the Maple Leafs are the eight yeah, seed, I believe. They got a long way to go. Um, and they just lost tonight, I believe. They just lost tonight. Uh, I, I didn't know. I've been watching Crazy um, Stupid Love for the last two hours, so. Oh god! Um, they just lost to the Blue, Blue Jackets, Jackets tonight, are good too. and they Blue go Jackets game are two. They're gonna win it. Blue Jackets are legitimate. Um, you gotta be careful. You can't say that the Blue Jackets are good after you just said Toronto's gonna win. Um, I'll the say Stanley this: Cup. The Blue Jackets are young and have a lot of sneaky players. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Surprised. All right. Um, Let's put it that way. Okay, so you are saying that the the your pick for the Stanley Cup is playing. Your dark horse. And honestly, I like the dark um, horse better. <laughs> do you do you want to repick your nope. Stanley Cup, or are you good? You're sitting on Toronto strictly due to um, you don't want to step I'm on anybody's toes. Sticking to Toronto due to pride, and I have a couple of buddies that if they do less than this, are going to be all over me. So sticking to Toronto, um, we do have a ton of NHL players that listen. Um, Mac, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, we're going to have you on a lot more beyond just hockey. I think we just want to talk through a lot of things with you. We want to hear a lot of Grant stories, maybe some that uh, have never been heard by anybody before. That would be excellent to break some news on uh, the king of shitty takes while we're on the air. Mac, thanks so much. For no problem. Us. I would love to come on again. And maybe we can tell stories about uh, when Grant and I were roommates and what was in your bottom drawer there, TJ. <laughs> it was great talking to you, buddy. It was good to hear from you guys again. I hope I get the call back. Welcome back. That was our special guest interview with Mac, who was our hockey expert. That was, that was yeah, a lot was, of fun. Uh, great talk to, talk with him. It was cool to catch up with somebody and somebody that's interesting, I think, to the listeners, has a lot of cool stories. That's somebody that we're going to have on 
uh, quite a bit because he is so entertaining. Um, he's a very, very close friend of ours. Uh, I think oh, that yeah. shows oh, to yeah, the interview. Um, he's a great friend. Uh, we can't wait to have him back on, whether it's hockey, baseball, or, or just shooting the shit. We kind of uh, have thrown out the idea of an interesting episode, just kind of telling stories. Uh, if that's something you'd be interested, reach out. If you're interested in listening to, reach out. But right now we're jumping in to our last two segments before we take you out. The recurring segment before the blackout. So once again, uh, for our new listeners, before the blackout is all about the questions that were asked that puzzle you right before you blacked out. So you're on beer eight, you're on beer nine, the Bushlight <laughs> apple is flowing, and then questions asked, and you're like, that's a good question. Like, or something happens and you're like huh that's a good one boom fade to black great what's your uh, first, so first blackout? One. at what age is it acceptable to go to the bar by yourself or is it even acceptable to go to the bar by yourself so do you want my honest answer or do you want to know the answer um that i feel i should give Both. for the listeners my honest answer is 23 um, because this is something scratch that my honest answer is 22 because this is something that we both had to deal with. We went to bars alone because uh, we were both uh, pursuing higher education uh, and places that we may not have had many close friends to go to the bar with. And we didn't know if it was acceptable to drink all day with those people. Um, but I think the real answer is 28. 28. I'm not sure why 28 comes to mind. I think 28 is like, you're almost 30. Um, I think it's understandable if you're in a city where you don't have many friends at that point. Maybe you're chasing a career or something. That's like, you know, I'm almost 30. I can go to a bar by myself. I just think it's so awkward. I can't do it. it. It is a little awkward because I think the other people that sit alone at the bar feel like they have to talk to you or maybe you have to that talk to and them. i'm always like looking at that person sitting alone being like well like, like you can't you didn't you can't have one person come with you so then I'm... but then after like the bucket like after your first yeah. bucket, it's like whatever yep. i'm yep. watching the game as a fuck yourself i wanted yep. i wanted the 20 tvs yep. in my face that's why i'm here so fuck off so i think it's all about maybe um, or we don't support drinking and driving. Um, maybe you get a sixer, kill it, Uber into the go. bar, and then you're sitting alone. And you already got the drinks flowing, and you're probably exactly. already going to make And you friend. Ubered, so you're, it's even better. So I think that makes it acceptable at any age. You don't want to be yeah. the 21-year-old no. drinking alone, though. That's weird. But 22, you know, if you're, say you're in grad school, you don't have any friends at, at a bigger institution. You're like, well, I need to go to a bar right. alone and watch the games because I can't get the games on my TV because I can't <laughs> fucking afford it. So how about that, Chief? <laughs> Give me a beer. All right, so I kind of have a, a similar a similar one in the fact that it's kind of a, an out there question. Uh, I got stung by a wasp, uh, which we heard on the interview. No, but, no, yeah. we didn't hear that on the interview. Um, that was before the interview kind of got rolling we were just chatting with our guest um but for the listeners i got stung by a wasp and i wore it i wore it like a man but what's the manliest way to wear the sting 
a loss for a B. Wow. Like, do you throw fit immediately, and then you just like you you muscle up and you like punch the wall, and you're like, "No, nah, I'm good." Like, I just got. Yeah, I think you just like up. do like the the punch like into your other hand, and like you know you probably yell a little air or something. <clears throat> you have a you yeah. you let out a good grunt. Like you just get stung. You yeah. slam the fist yeah. into the hand, I, and you just. Mm. And somebody goes, oh, my God, what happened? Oh, yeah, I got stung. Exactly. Yep. Give me a beer. Yep. That's the manliest I, way to wear I a stick. So. I think it is, too. Just give me a fucking beer. When I got stung, um, I don't want to let out a humble but brag or anything like that. I got – yeah, I still got the scar here. I'm looking at it right now. I got stung by a jellyfish a couple years ago, um, and I came to shore – and my leg was like lit up. I don't know if anybody, any of the listeners, or if you have got stung by a jellyfish, it like almost like lights up your veins. So like your veins, I get stung on the foot, and like up through my calf was like a purple, like a bunch of purple lines, like lit up. It looked wild. Um, and you know, my family's going. My family friends are there going, uh, "Oh God, what happened? Like, why are you limping?" I was like, "I got stung by a jellyfish. What's up?" Um, and they're like, well, what are we going to do? Like, you want to go back? And I was like, um, can somebody just go up and give me some rum? I'll be good. Uh, so I was just like, I yeah, took it I like a fucking champ. You just got to try to play it off. I think it's the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, Inside, yeah. I'm dying, but I wore it. Um, and that's exactly what I did today. I didn't scream. Um, <laughs> nobody was here. So no, nobody has to know that I screamed. Um, what's All your right, next so blackout today? Actually, it was yesterday. Um, my 12 U baseball team, we had our end of the year team party at one of the parents' house. Um, and you know, they had bold strategy having a party during a pandemic. They had cool. two big coolers full of alcohol for us. Two of the big, like those huge ass Yeti. I love and, this question uh, already. They were, you know, go get beer, go get beer. And I'm like, no, because I was going to say, at first, I was thinking, is it accept acceptable to show up with, you know, a six pack or something? You know, everyone else, like like all the parents come to the games no. and they sit under their uh, tents out in the outfield with the coolers. So, like, so like I knew they were going to be drinking a little bit. But then, is it acceptable? It's so I did not get drunk. All right, that's not happened. But is it acceptable to get drunk at a team function like that? At a team function, yeah. Uh, when you're the coach, just or just like, a team function as the team function coach, like you know, just a team party, an end of the year party like that. So, um, do you I have did. tryouts so, after? I, I did not drink today. Okay, well, I think you just buried yourself. You definitely no, did, did not. drink. It's you just said you drank. You you just buried yourself. I you did not. I did not, I did not drink today. I did not. I did not. You definitely had a couple beers, and then you went to tryouts, and you were like, "No, I did." I promise. So I think it is. No, you're I laughing. Really you did. definitely did. Um. So I think it very much depends on the age of the coach. 
I don't think it's appropriate for you to get drunk at a team event. You are so much younger and you already know that these parents are talking behind your back. Like, Oh, he doesn't know anything or he's no good. He's just a kid. No, you shouldn't be getting drunk. Now, if you are 45 and you're single and you're just coaching a bunch of 12 year olds getting drunk, yeah, that'd be worse. Cause you just show up to the party single um, you got all these families around and you're older than all these people and you're just getting shit face drunk with your, your 12 year old team. That's worse. But if you got like the family, you bring the family, maybe yeah. kids on the team. I think it's okay to get, Definitely. to get drunk. Um, but within good standing, like you can't get drunk and make a team. Speech. Uh, we have, yeah, we, we've had a very close friend for the listeners. We had a very close friend who coached, uh, I just thought of this. This is not where that's I was right. going. Is this where that's you were what I was going? saying when I said at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't really where I was where I was headed, but it just kind of came into my mind. Um, we coached a, a very very good team. We're not going to uh, use any names, use the team or anything like that. He coached a very good team um, of kids uh, to a championship or at least a runner up. Um, gets drunk, makes a team speech. And to be honest, the team speech was awesome. Was it great for those kids to hear it um, from their drunk coach? <laughs> Probably not. But um, excellent coach, and it was kind of the environment. And I think that's part of what you're asking. Yeah, you yeah. got to read the environment. Um, I don't know what your team's like. I know the team that we're referring to that our, that our close friend had coached. Uh, that team was very comfortable oh, yeah. with oh, yeah. him making that speech. Uh, and they loved him to death. And to be honest, he was an incredible coach yeah. and still is to this day. Um, he understood that environment, that he could do that, step up to the plate, and honestly make a oh, phenomenal yeah. speech. Or a better speech than I ever could have made <laughs> yeah. sober. Yeah. Um, but he stepped to the plate, killed it, and that's something that I know that I couldn't do. I don't think you could do it. Um, so I guess kind of know your environment and have a feel for yeah, who yeah. you are as a person for all, for, for all these coaches looking to get drunk out there. That's my speech. Um, how many that more before the blackouts one. do you have? Okay. So this is the last before the blackout, um, before we finish out with our last segment, we were talking about sitcoms. What, what really came down to is all time favorite sitcoms. I think we did top five. When we were drinking, right before Fade to Black, we were talking about favorite sitcoms. Uh, and I didn't want to do favorite character or anything like that. So all-time favorite sitcom supporting role. And I don't mean like the secondhand character. You can do the secondhand character. Um, just not the lead. Anybody besides the lead. Like, I don't know how they classify supporting roles, but uh, who you got? Like, okay. you can name a couple. Yeah. We might uh, have a lot so... of the same ones. Two that I'm going to start off with from our from my favorite show from your favorite show, um, Creed Bratton and Kevin Malone. Um, yeah, so I Creed's think my number he one. plays such a great role. Like he, he doesn't have a huge role in the office, but it's just it's perfect for him. He he plays it perfect. It's it's funny and it works. And Kevin's just kind of the same way, you know. It's funny. And just that stupid, like, that grin and stuff that he always does, it, it's just perfect. So Creed 
is like the Bill Walton of the office. It's like um, I'm watching the game, but if Bill Walton's on, I'm going to turn it up because I know something off the wall is going to be said. So like Creed's on the screen. I want to make sure that I pay attention because this is going to be hilarious. Creed and Kevin are great picks. I had Creed as my number one. Um, I have a, I think I have a sleeper for you. Maybe I don't. Um, hopefully our listeners all watch the show because I think it's possible that he might be a great uh, supporting role of any any TV show. And you know what? I shouldn't eliminate it to sitcom. Um, just TV show. Period. Carl Damn from it. work. That was going to be mine. Yep, yep. That was going to be yours. I'm yep. surprised you thought of that one. That's such a classic <laughs> one. But Carl is in the same spot as Creed and Kevin. It's like Carl's on the screen when during this episode. Yep. After Carl's in this episode yeah. a while, we have yeah. to watch this episode. Yeah. Carl's just so consistently funny. Like everything that he does on the Workaholics <laughs> is fucking water hilarious. trash. But uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Um, I say, do you? I'm gonna say, do you got any one more? more. Um, that's Joe Swanson right, from hear. Family Guy. <laughs> I just think just because <laughs> uh, just the way they treat him is why I think it just because it's funny. Um, but it, but it's just another person that just it's it's a good role. It's a funny. It makes the show. You know, if Joe's not in that, it's probably not as funny. It is. He's funny because he's one of these characters that's oblivious. Yes. Like on the show, obviously, um, the voiceovers and stuff like that is different. But it's like the character yeah. is oblivious um, to everybody <laughs> making fun of him, and that is hilarious. Um, my last one here, uh, maybe the greatest supporting role of all time. Not for me personally. I think Carl uh, and Creed are. are are topping him, but in, in general for TV sitcom history, and this is not going to be one that I don't think you necessarily know or relate to, uh, but George Costanza on Seinfeld, Seinfeld um, was so funny in a supporting role to always come in uh, and have a problem, and I know you don't necessarily uh, watch Seinfeld, um, but George Costanza was an excellent supporting role, and it was one that came up a lot in this discussion before the blackout. Um, so that's all we have for you with before the blackout or reincurring segment. If you have any of those unanswerable questions, feel free to send them in. I had some excellent ones during the lone wolf saga, uh, when, when Grant just didn't have the energy to keep rolling. Also, for our so, listeners, send us our... in some of your before the blackout uh, questions, and we we'll, we can add those in at the end of some of our or at some of our segments for for the before the blackout. Definitely. I want to hear all these questions that happened before the blackout. So our last segment before we take you out, um, we don't really have a great name for it. It was something we're supposed to yeah, think of now that I think about it. Um, so Grant, uh, uh, Cost. Cost is traveling this weekend, traveling to South Carolina. Um, so we wanted to do a travel segment. Uh, so we're doing your favorite travel time killer your least favorite person to travel with and the worst outside travel factor. Lead it off. Your favorite time well, my killer. Favorite is traveling. just listen to the podcast. Uh, 
I think that when I listen to podcasts in, in the car for especially like longer drives, um, I think that just goes by so much quicker uh, rather than listening to music. Um, and I think it's just because I'm always changing a song and, and that, you know, you listen to a song for two to three minutes, whereas for a podcast, you'll listen an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, so I think it just goes by so much quicker. I like that one. I like that one because I think you can find, like, you can, yeah. like, search ahead of time that's, and you're like, all right, I, like, I have, podcast, like, like, three podcasts on deck for, for tomorrow already. Like, it's like a kick-ass guest and you're like, I can't wait to jump yeah, into this yeah. episode. So my favorite uh, time killer while I'm traveling, whether it's bus, plane, uh, car, uh, I love going down an internet black oh, hole. Whether it's getting online, building my Tesla, um, I, I pick out my favorite tiny house and put it in my cart. Um, I find out everything there is to know about a conspiracy theory. Um, I work out some kind of criminal organization and I know the in and out of it. I love going down an internet black hole and I will spend hours doing that. Uh, we've been on a lot, a lot of long oh, bus yeah. trips and I've learned a lot from just traveling down a black hole on the internet and just learning or buying something in theory in my head. I'm picking out uh, my yacht. I'm like trying to decide where I want everything placed and if I can get my helicopter on it or not. Um, I love traveling down internet black holes. And I'll spend a lot of time with that. <laughs> you do a lot. The next, yeah, I, I will just, I, I need to learn everything. Um, I'm one of these people that if we watch a movie that's based on a true yeah. story, before we watch it, I know the true, I know the true story, um, which is why I ruined the blind side for everybody. Um, and Rudy, uh, who may or may not have been off sides, but. The next one, your least favorite person to travel with. So for this one, it's just you don't use any names. Um, just in your head, like what kind of person do you not want to travel with? Who's your least favorite person to travel with? So cost. I'm going to say this is for like a traveling in car. Um, just the non-talker. Um, that's how my brother can be sometimes. Just doesn't say a lot and it's like come on we got nine hours in this let's let's talk about something this is so interesting like you you want somebody to bother Not you bother me just have some good conversation you're just a chatty just, guy just a conversation now and then. so how do you spark a conversation with for example i don't, I don't know it, something will have to come up um just like what's up <laughs> man like what's going on you just ask that no that, it has to be something like it's a lot of times it's something off of a, a podcast that we're listening to in the car and like, Oh yeah. Like, do you see that? Or just something like that. I got to put on two seatbelts <laughs> because he's a terrible fucking driver and it doesn't matter um, if it's raining, if he is in the wrong, everything is everybody yeah. else's fault. Is it terrible? Ter- nightmare behind the wheel is the perfect way to It's that it. guy that is like trying to like switch lanes and just goes like it, it's like 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 in the you know you're trying to switch lanes and you just go. They don't give yeah. a shit. Like they they think they're the boss behind yeah. the wheel, and it's like uh, we are all in the fucking car, you moron. <laughs> yeah. And I'm tired of putting my fucking knees up. I need to be blindfolded while you're behind the wheel with all of us in the car. You're a nightmare. 
there's obviously uh, obviously some passion behind what we're saying. Oh yeah, um, we, we all know those guys. Yeah, and, and this was a great segment because I think it brings out a lot uh, of content. It brings out a lot of passion. Um, another solid episode yep. out of the yep. boys. I mean, it's remarkable that you could bounce back okay. and handle a double. A double, um, and this is a longer one because we did our interview. We did our interview. Uh, look forward to everybody hearing that. Uh, hopefully, the audio is top quality. Nevertheless, that's all we have for you on this Monday morning. Join us this Thursday for another episode. Things are starting to get better out there, ladies and gentlemen. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. It continues continues to get brighter and brighter each day. Hopefully, things look good for you this week. As always, stay safe, be healthy, keep those feet moving, plank, take us out.